Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for peaceful Bitcoin revolution, with breaking news, culture, manic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And that's exactly what we are all living through. We're all going to experience experience this. We're all on the ride together. Honored to be in the trenches with you guys. Anyways, uh, quick update. Um, seems like Operation Choke Point continues. Seems like the U.S. government continues its pressure on the crap coin exchanges. I know a lot of Bitcoiners were celebrating this uh, last week, but I would ask you to be cautious. I'd ask you to be wary because it's once they take care of them, you know, they'll kind of put their sights on. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's self custody is the low hanging fruit. Obviously, Bitcoin mining is is under the crosshairs, as we're going to cover today. There was a there was a clip by Bloomberg Crypto. Uh, they obviously spent a lot of money uh, getting this actor. The name of the actor is uh, Cal Penn. Um, apparently, he's supposedly going to be a replacement for the the guy in The Daily Show, Trevor Noah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why he's doing that. It was an attack on Bitcoin proof of work mining. Uh, old narratives, right? Like Bitcoin uses more electricity than the country of Austria. We're going to talk about what like they're picking and choosing what facts to reveal. And there's a lot more nuance to that, that statistic, right? Because we all know. Bitcoin uses stranded energy. Bitcoin uses energy that was already going to waste. If it wasn't already going to waste, then it wouldn't be economical for Bitcoin miners to use that, right? So we're going to talk about that. And uh, we have Mike on today. This is a great person to talk about that with. This is going to be a great show. I'm really excited. But holy cow, the, the attacks continue to escalate. Wow. Anyways, uh, before we start the show, I want to bring up my awesome co-host. How you doing, Opti? Well, I am doing wonderful, guys. I am all jacked up on coffee this morning. I think I drank a whole pot of coffee to myself. So, you know, I'm going to get very animated on today's show. So I I'm just hoping that Nico can match the energy, bro. So uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, and then, of course, we got, uh, we got uh, Mike in here in the building. So we're going to just go in on his thread and uh, all, all his writing stuff and get some of his takes. So I'm excited for today, man. It's going to be a great show, and I want to bring up our awesome guest. How are you doing, Mike? Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Hey, should I go get my uh, my Simply Bitcoin camo hoodie and match you, Nico? Oh, I like that idea. I like that <laughs> should idea. Should I? Do you have time? Maybe, maybe during the commercial break. Anyways, everybody, yeah. let's get to numbers. Let's do this. The Bitcoin Numbers. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, everybody. Before we get to the numbers, I want to tell you about the biggest Bitcoin conference in the world. It's coming up. Bitcoin 2023 in Miami Beach, Florida. You definitely don't want to miss it. May 18th through the 20th. Let's check out some of the speakers speaker list because it's absolutely bonkers. Hope to see a lot of you guys there. It's going to be an awesome Bitcoin celebration. Anyways, let's check it out. So some of the speaker list includes Michael Saylor, Lynn Alden, Alex Gladstein, Matt O'Dell, and many, many more. Good news. You can take advantage of the promo code simply to get a big discount to Bitcoin 2023. 
Anyways, at the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 21,535 sats per dollar, 4,644 blocks to the halvening, 776,371 776, blocks to the halvening, uh, 63,629, uh, having estimates April 24, 2024, total Lightning Network capacity 5,359, capacity value 115 million US dollars, realized monetary inflation 1.75%. It went down. It went down another 0.1%. Look at that. It's awesome. The power of a deflationary currency. Cap supply, baby, for the win. Market capitalization of Bitcoin, 415 billion US dollars. It's still a baby in the grand scheme of things. Anyways, so this came out uh, over the weekend. It's so weird, dude. Uh, and let's check out the engagement level as well. 47 likes. 40. 37 likes. Obviously, <laughs> Coiner's hammering them home. Look at this meme. Uh, what is secret to eternal happiness? To not argue with fools. <laughs> I disagree. Yes, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So maybe we're the fools debunking this. So this is the power of Twitter, by the way. You know, the power of the internet, right, allows the common man, the average Joe, right? If you want to speak your mind, you can speak your mind to these giants, right? This Bloomberg, right? this giant media organization, a fiat organization, 9.1 million followers. Let's check out the crypto handle. Crypto handle almost has a million followers and it barely gets 47 likes. I think there's more to this story though. Um, and it's something that I tweeted out after I saw this video, which is you can control proof of stake. Can't control proof of work, right? And, and on, honestly, I really think that's what it's about uh, on a fundamental level. Anyways, let's check out the vi the video and then we'll talk about it. What makes cryptocurrency such an energy hog? Well, it comes down to three words, proof of work. Traditional old school money is created by a central institution that validates it and distributes it. But cryptocurrency relies on a network of computers to do this called miners. These miners create new money and then verify transactions with the proof of work system. It's essentially a lottery that miners enter by attempting to solve a very complicated calculation. The calculation itself is completely pointless, like, um, like high school geometry. But it proves that you've made a computational effort to mine that Bitcoin. That's the proof of the work of these transactions. And whichever miner wins the lottery wins Bitcoin. I mean, that's why they play. Unfortunately, no matter who wins, the climate loses because those miners aren't actually cute little cartoon workers with hard hats, although that would be awesome. They're giant containers full of thousands and thousands of purpose-built computers using massive amounts of electricity. Emissions from Bitcoin alone are estimated to be comparable to Austria. So if crypto is here to stay, the question becomes, what do we do about its massive carbon footprint? Well, one option is to replace the proof of work system with a different system called proof of stake. Instead of miners doing calculations to enter the lottery, miners simply pay to enter. This uses way less energy. By some estimates, 99.9% .9 less. Ether, the world's number two cryptocurrency after Bitcoin, switched over to this method last year in a major upgrade known as the merge. Sorry, I tried to make that sound epic, but still pretty nerdy. Bitcoin has no plans to switch to proof of stake, but miners can still reduce their footprint if they switch to renewable energy. Oh, I mean, 
you kind of have to ask yourself, like, why did Bloomberg hire a paid actor to attack Bitcoin and advocate for, uh, you know, advocate for Ethereum proof of stake? Well, we've said it many times, right? They can control proof of stake, right? In fact, if you take a look at the data since Ethereum moved to proof of stake, about 60% of Ethereum validators are actively censoring for an office of the uh, of the U.S. government, specifically the U.S. Treasury, specifically the Office of Foreign Asset Control, right? Sixty percent since they've since they've migrated to proof of stake, right? Can't control proof of work, and I think that's I think that's the issue here. Anyway, so I did a little bit of digging on on uh, on on Cal Penn. He was part of the government, um, so Penn was offered the position of Associate Director of the White House Office of Public Engagement and intergovern intergovernmental affairs, public engagement, right? It's interesting, right? And remember, we know, uh, we know how the Biden administration feels about Bitcoin mining. They use the same type of, of wording when it came to the digital assets framework and that, le that, it, that executive order led all, all these government agencies to you know, release reports on Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining. We also have pressure from a, a government agencies as well, asking Bitcoin miners to reveal their environmental uh, footprint. We also know that the Bitcoin mining industry is, is, they want it to live up to standards that no other industry is made to live up to, right? So is it really about Bitcoin's energy use? And uh, the, the also the misconception about Bitcoin, it's not a misconception, but I just don't think it's a fair comparison when they say Bitcoin uses as, as much energy as the countries of Austria, right? I don't think that's a fair, uh, I don't think that's a fair like narrative the way that you pointed out. And the reason for that is what type of energy is Bitcoin using, right? Like what type of electricity is Bitcoin using, right? If Bitcoin, you can't set up Bitcoin miners in the, bit, in the middle of a big city. It's not economical for those miners. Bitcoin miners have to go <clears throat> towards stranded energy pockets, isolated energy pockets, meaning it's energy that was already going to waste, right? So that's why it was it's so popular yeah. with you know the 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 flare the flared gas community, right? It's like that flared gas is art is anyways being vented into the into the atmosphere anyways. Why not turn it into money? So that that's not brought up in the narrative. The narrative is using energy is bad. Proof of work is bad. Ethereum is good. Conveniently, proof of stake is something that they can control. It's already been proven to be the case, right? Because Ethereum, um, Ethereum is so resource intensive to run the software that causes a centralization of the computers that are running that software, most of them are which are servers, right? The, and the most of those servers happen to be AWS servers. So it's really Jeff Bezos running Ethereum. If, if you really want to dive into it. So, I mean, but none of that is brought up. Like, none of this nuance, none of the details, none of the specifics that's brought up. It's just this constant narrative, hammering the same narrative home. And what is the purpose of that video? The purpose of that video is to win over popular support because they can fork it whenever they want to create this proof of stake Bitcoin. But, the, but they know... And the change the code campaign too, paid funded by the XRP guy. But they know that if they fork it, people aren't going to switch. So what they really mean when they say we can do this is to accumulate enough popular support, political support, in order to pass a law to ban it. That's what they mean by that, right? Either ban it or steer Bitcoin. Correct. One of the that, two, which they won't be able to steer Bitcoin. So yeah, and and so and again. 
they could do that. But I'll tell you that I'm not running that software with my node. I'm not running that. They, you can run that, but I'm not running that. So again, oil and gas guys aren't going to run it because they're not going to get the benefit of running proof of work to lower their emissions. Exactly. Exactly. So who who's left? Maybe Riot Blockchain. Like <laughs> <laughs> none of the none of the none of the people that are in the like the the um, major metro like large mining operations like you just talked about like. Those mining operations were always going to be like they were going to be uh, what do you want to say, like iterated away like rapidly because Bitcoin miners are always going to be most incentivized to be at the source of energy generation. So like Marathon, Riot, those guys, HUD8, like, sorry, but a lot of them are probably going to get gobbled up or piece to piecemealed apart into the oil and gas and the nuclear energy generators uh, probably in the next couple of years. They're moving pretty quick. Yeah. And this is something that we, we've we seen this pattern, right? Which is this idea that most, I, I, I don't know how you feel about this, Mike, but I believe that most energy companies are going to eventually become Bitcoin mining companies. Like, yeah. like I think they're yep. one in the same. Um, Bitcoin. And, and I, I made a thread about this um, a few months before I actually got brought onto the GAM team, Great American Mining Team, was that I made a thread where uh, energy producers are going to become the big Bitcoin miners. And then the companies that started off as Bitcoin miners that don't give up, they're just going to end up becoming exploratory, like stranded, geographically distressed energy locators to the point of where they can provide the incentive to like bring energy generation there. And then they'll just move on to the next thing. Like they're literally going to become the E&P companies and they're just going to use Bitcoin mining to provide demand for the energy that's generated there to produce some revenue rapidly. And then the big energy guys are just going to come in and follow up and expand out what they started. That's all that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, one hundred percent. But it, and we we actually hammered this point in home last week a lot. Opti got so animated, he got so excited, right? Which is the idea of of, of narratives, right? And clearly, yep. they're not interested. In my opinion, when I see that, a lot of that stuff has been debunked over time. That they're trying to sell a narrative. That, that's what they're yeah. trying to do. They're not interested in seeking the truth. They're not interested in, okay, you know, this is Bitcoin. The best money has ever existed. It helps everybody equal. It's equitable. It's equal money. No, they're not interested in that. They're interested in selling you a narrative. And, and I think it boils down to, uh, you know, money and politics, power and control. I think that that's what it boils down to. Um, I kind of skirted around that, that, uh, that <laughs> conclusion for many months. But then it just started to become like it's like you can't you can't say in good faith that a lot of these people are stupid. You can't say that. No, They're very well. And you will, and you and, and to your point, you can't pull politics out of any of this. Yeah. Like, like I like you guys know. Like I think I've probably had said it multiple times in like the simply spaces. It's like you guys can. It, it, politics is like the devil. Like you can choose not to believe in the devil or in politics, but politics is going to believe in you, and just like the devil, and it's going to be used against you whether you want it to or not so you might as well just accept the game and start playing a little bit yeah otherwise like I, otherwise you're just getting pushed around like you're talking about with all these narratives and stuff i completely agree i i completely and, agree and the funny thing too is like i don't know if you guys noticed but like watching the video i was like i was biting my tongue the entire time like that like the funny thing is the way they start the video at bloomberg actually they they did a pretty good job as far as like what they're trying to do i'm not saying that like suggesting that bitcoin get pushed over to proof of stake is a good thing but they did a good job in structuring the video because at first like they they've improved their understanding of bitcoin and bitcoin mining 
because some of that early on was actually like it was good stuff. But then they they turned the narrative almost on a dime. And then they're like, but the environment pays the price. It's like, no, it doesn't. And like to the point of like somebody in the chat that said that like Bitcoin miners don't produce exhaust. Like that's true. They don't produce exhaust. But the the what they're trying to tie it to is the the energy generation that is being used to provide the electrical power to run the miners does have an exhaust. And then that's what they're trying to attribute to it, to the narrative, to try and do the whole affinity scam and everything. But to to the point that I'm getting at is that like they can try and attribute that all that they want, but the environment's not losing because like the stranded energy that's being used to run the miners, like for, say, for example, associated natural gas. It was either going to be vented or flared anyway. And when you're flaring or venting, you're at the you're at the like beholden to mother nature and wind, like screwing up like the 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 flare, like the um the efficiency of the burn rate of the flare and everything. Like if it's wind blowing too hard, it screws it up. All sorts of other stuff like that. So the environment doesn't lose when you're channeling that associated natural gas through an uh through a uh a, a internal combustion engine to power an incumbent motor to provide electricity to run the miners. Like you're, you're consuming more than what would have been otherwise produced. So again, Bloomberg, you've been wrong for like two or three years straight. You're still wrong. You should probably get like hire some better people. I'm up for hire. If you would like, I can correct you guys. <laughs> I, I, I think that they know exactly what they're doing. I, I think that they, they, they have political, they have political end goals in this. And I think that's yeah. why they're, you know, that's why they're releasing this type of propaganda. It's see Opti. Now that's appropriate to use that word. That was propaganda. That was some <laughs> BS fiat propaganda that we just saw. Yep. Um, anyways, Opti, what's your take on this as the, well, first, as the truth first seeker? And foremost, first and foremost, how far has Harold and Kumar dropped, man? They just fallen <laughs> Wait, off so was, much. Was that him? Was yeah, that yeah. Kumar? White Castle, dude. Yeah. White Castle. That <laughs> dude. From 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 he greatness, went to Gitmo, he went to Gitmo <laughs> and everything, and he's still wrong, dude. Just falling off so much. Anyways, to your point, Nico, uh, that last point you made, like this is just this is just how I know we're winning. It's like when they roll out propaganda like this, and they have their paid actors, their paid chills, you know, spewing so much half truth. It just it just goes more to our point that we are just continuously winning. It is our meme world and everyone else is just living in it. And like, <laughs> why do they always show proof of stake? It's what Nico and Mike said. It's about control of the network. They know that they cannot control proof of work. They know that they can't control the decentralized network of Bitcoiners out there running nodes. And so they're trying to co-opt the narrative. Like, you know, to Mike's point, it's, it's something I saw as well. There's so many half-truths in in that little two-minute clip where it's like it starts off good and then they angle it into like, oh, but, you know, we're here to save the environment. We need to switch the network to proof of stake. But, like, these, these, these greedy Bitcoiners are not moving to proof of stake. It's like, man, it's just – you just can't stop the signal because like even when he tries to stop the Bitcoin signal, there's still that Bitcoin signal in there. And I think it just goes back to what we continuously say all the time. Like they can try to stop Bitcoin from spreading, from going into the mainstream consciousness. But the more they talk about it, the more they Barbara Streisand affect Bitcoin. And like they're not going to kill the network. It'll just get more popular. Like continuously talk about Bitcoin. This is this is a feature, not a bug. And then also, you know, like what do you say? Uh, proof of work is completely pointless. And they, they also uh, were saying, like, 
Uh, they're using the meme of Bitcoin mining is uh, solving complex math puzzles and it's just wasting energy and comparing it to Austria. And shouts out to whoever said it in the chat because I was going to say the same thing. We should unplug Austria. They're wasting too much energy. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a joke. That's a joke. Obviously, I'm joking. But uh, I mean, we could, though. <laughs> <laughs> but also talking uh, on the point that Nico said, and I'm, and I'm really glad you brought it up because I did go hard on it last week. Like, talk about propaganda, man. Like, this is how I know that we are continuously winning and it's something that i say all the time in spaces on the show the fact that they can roll out stuff like this goes to the idea that they know exactly what they're doing they're just trying to gaslight the normies out there gaslight the uninitiated the ones that don't know what's going on and they just got to feed them headlines and sound bites that they can latch on to so that they can basically continuously psyop them into their own detriment and here we are like bitcoin exposes all truth bitcoin exposes people's incentives and now we know exactly where they're coming from they're just getting paid off to be proof of stake shills <laughs> Well, and 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 the, like another good part too is that like Opti, you and I have talked about this tons of times. I know for that for a fact. Um, they're 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 uh, they're um, capitalizing on a common misconception, whether it's when it comes yep. to normies that are trying to budget, or it comes to individuals trying to lose weight, like the fitness thing, or it comes to like the energy, like climate activists trying to say that like. So when you when you want to improve efficiencies in this system, whether it's whether it's energy or fit like fitness and losing weight or like fixing your budget and everything, a lot of times like going defensive, like protectionism and reducing your consumption isn't the proper approach. A lot of times it's going to be increasing how much you're producing and how much you're spending in order to get more so you can do things more efficiently. So it's like working out like you're you're going to be more you're going to get more out of eating more and doing more resistance training than if you were to just starve yourself or like in this case with energy if the climate activists really really cared about the climate which is to the point of like uh alex epstein's book if if they really really cared it wouldn't be about consuming less energy it would be producing more energy cheaply so you can produce higher quality products and in materials so that you don't impact the environment as deeply and you like and you also improve like waste production and all sorts of that stuff so like again to the to, to the point that you brought up opti with the video is it's a half truth like you you don't you don't you don't improve the world by consuming less energy if we did that we would have hit producing folded steel and then falling back to using like wood burning and stuff. We would have never progressed. Like that doesn't like that, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then there's also like a direct correlation between the wealth and the prosperity of, of human, of, of humankind and human beings and the, 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 their ability to harness energy. Right. And yeah, that this like, and you know, Al, it, he, he really nailed it in that book. Right. Um, this idea, like it, <laughs> I think they're fundamentally against human prosperity because yeah. there's a direct correlation. I don't think you can, I think they're inextricably linked. I think you can't separate the two. They're, they're um, against everybody else's prosperity. They want their own. They don't yeah. want anybody else competing with them and prosper in prospering and challenging the challenging their hill. Every King wants to defend their hill, but these yeah. guys are Kings that don't want other Kings to rise up. They just want to make sure that nobody else gets their own hill to stand upon. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is this is, you know, more money power politics. And I think that this yeah. is a very, very well done uh, propaganda hit piece, but not effective. If it was effective, it would have got a lot more traction on Twitter 
and more unfortunately, than 47 likes <laughs> yeah they look the 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 internet is ours like if they come to the internet they have to they have to go head to head with us and we we own that that airspace you know so at you know they better come armed with 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 truth rather than you know these misconceptions their ability to crack control narratives is severely diminished when individuals have the ability to do their own research you know us, so us bitcoiners like i got to i got to give a hand to the to the community because we have been like effectively correcting narratives for the last 3 years straight and <laughs> it's through just twitter because yeah. I've ventured into Facebook and that hellhole that it is, and there is <laughs> zero Bitcoin signal on Facebook. Like we're literally just doing it through Twitter and like chirping at these guys, like the Bloomberg account and everything else. It's it is fascinating. Yep, yeah, but we got it. We got to keep the pressure. This is how we win the peaceful revolution. Anyways, yep. everybody, let's get to news. We got a lot to talk about. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. You guys, I also want to give a shout out to the BitBlock Boom Conference in Austin, Texas. Network of fellow Bitcoiners, August 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th is not an NFT or blockchain event or shitcoin events. They talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and more Bitcoin. You can take advantage of the promo code, all caps, simply Bitcoin. Get a major discount to BitBlock Boom. Anyways, everybody, so I want to talk about uh, the continuation of Operation Chokepoint. Uh, for anyone who didn't watch uh, last week's show, Nick Carter wrote a an excellent piece on PirateWires.com. Operation Chokepoint 2.0 is underway and crypto is in its crosshairs detailing the Biden administration's coordinated ongoing effort across virtually every U.S. financial regulator to deny crypto firms access to banking services. Now that I said that, now that I said that, does it make sense that Cal Penn, who worked formerly for the Obama administration, of which Biden was the vice president of that administration, he was the vice president during that time, Penn worked for them. This guy, Cal Penn, worked for them. So does that make sense? So after I read you that, does it make sense why this guy is going on Bloomberg using that platform to propagate lies on Bitcoin? Does it make sense? It's You can't even say, can't even say it's lies, though. It's not lies. It's misrepresentations, right? It's it's spin, right? It's, it's leaving out specific details um, and hoping that people kind of buy into that. Now it makes sense. They're building up political willpower. They're building up political momentum, right? It makes perfect sense now. Anyways, um, so o Operation Choke Point 2.0, so we were talking about it, and there's this beautiful timeline that he laid out uh, about all the different things that, that they've been doing. And one of those things was Caitlin Long's Bitcoin Bank Custodia, which took advantage of the Wyoming, uh, Wyoming law, was denied a federal banking charter by the Federal Reserve, Right. We also have um, a, a bunch of other examples. We had Binance suspending U.S. dollar transfers. Also, uh, there was something they, they, they changed their regulations as it comes to 
Swift, right? They're only allowing over a specific amount of money. I think it was like over a hundred thousand dollars. So you can you can tell that there's definitely rumblings. And I would like to make the case that they waited for uh they waited for the FTX blow up. I think the FTX blow up was the ammunition that they were seeking. And but the silver lining to that is it really revealed their cards. Like the Senator Marshall and Senator Elizabeth Warren bill would force software developers that worked on Bitcoin in the United States to register with the state to write code. Like absurd, <laughs> but they want to do that. They they want to do that in order to control Bitcoin. This all has to do with money, power, politics, and control. Um, anyways, so let's check out some of the updates. So this is Coinbase. Coinbase's business model relies a lot on these shit coins. So we had the Coinbase CEO freaking out over the weekend saying, yo, this is an injustice. This is un-American. Let us allow us to scam people out of their life savings. Okay, we got to keep doing that. Um, so this is uh, Coinbase's response. There was also a tweet that he released out earlier this morning that he's currently in Washington, D.C. Obviously, he's trying to, you know, trying to throw his weight around there it says coinbase staking services are not securities and here's why staking is not a security under the u.s securities act nor under the howey test trying to superimpose securities law onto a process like staking doesn't help consumers at all and instead imposes unnecessarily aggressive mandates that will prevent u.s consumers from accessing basic crypto services and push users to offshore unregulated platforms i agree with the last part and the thing, the thing about this is that it's bittersweet. And I think a lot of Bitcoiners get distracted with the fact that, you know, these are shitcoiners. And, you know, I, I'm assuming if you guys are watching Simply Bitcoin, you guys don't stake. You guys take self-custody of your Bitcoin like you totally should. Right. So you're watching this and you're like, Nico, like, why the fuck does this matter? Well, you kind of you have to connect it with what's going on with Operation uh, Choke, uh, Operation Choke Point. Right. Um. That, that's what's going on, right? Um, anyways, so uh, moving on to the also the other news that broke. This is the Wall Street Journal. Crypto firm Paxos faces SEC lawsuit over Binance USD token. And here's the update to that article. So let me get to it. Let me get to it. This is the updated version. It says regulator orders crypto firm Paxos to stop issuing Binance stablecoin. So we know that stablecoins are extremely popular, specifically in countries that have a relatively high inflation rate. Uh, people are opting into stablecoins. And stablecoins take away a lot of the red tape from the on and off ramps of fiat. And people are using that as an alternative to their local currencies. The U.S. government obviously is aware of that, and they don't like that. They want people using the U.S. dollars of which they can control. So what I anticipate is going to happen, right, part of the Operation Choke Point is they're going to put pressure on on and off ramps. They're going to put pressure on stable coins. And I think that this is just another step in that direction. This is the separation of money and state. You're watching it. You're witnessing it firsthand. I'm sure that you feel it, even if you're not completely conscious of it. I feel I'm sure that you feel the energy, right? That with propaganda video is a very uh, important example of that. And then this is just another step. 
Anyways, goes on to say New York regulators directed a crypto company to stop issuing one of the largest dollar peg cryptocurrencies as a government clampdown on the sector widens. The New York Department of Financial Services ordered Paxos Trust Co., which issues and lists Binance dollar peg cryptocurrency, to stop creating more of its BUSD token, Binance said in a statement. Paxos will continue to manage redemptions of the product, the crypto exchange added. BUSD, also known as Binance USD, is a stablecoin backed by US dollars on a one-to-one -one basis. Binance and Paxos partnered to launch it in 2019 and stated that stablecoin was approved by New York's financial regulator. Binance USD strayed slightly from its dollar peg Monday morning, trading as low as 98 cents. According to data from Coindesk, the stablecoin traded as a discount to rival Tether, a sign that traders were converting their holdings to Tether. Quote, traders holding BUSD are looking for the quickest way to exit. So, if you put all the pieces together, a lot of this news, you're just like, why are we covering this? Why does it make sense? This is crypto junk. Case that I'm trying to make is clearly the U.S. government is at war with the entire industry. And I think that they used the uh, they used the FTX blow up as a justification for a lot of these moves. I think uh, I think initially they're fo they're focusing on. The shitcoin exchanges, great, you're celebrating as a Bitcoiner, but I would ask you to be wary. I would ask you to be wary because once they take care of that, what is the next What is the next thing that they're going to come for? <clears throat> what do you guys think? I am honestly the way I'm seeing like all this stuff because like, I don't, I don't, like if you guys remember a couple months ago, well, how long has it been for the FTX nightmare? Um, when the FTX stuff started, there was a lot of rumors going around that um, rumors that were from good sources, in my opinion, at least from the friends that I know that uh, there were multiple different groups chomping at the bit to go after Binance. And this step um, of prevent, like telling them they need to, they need to shutter their doors on the whole operation of issuing BUSD to me, it seems like they're trying to um, close off the exits for money to try and flee the Binance system. And it seems like they're preparing to kind of like start, you know, maybe grabbing CZ by the balls a little bit and squeeze it. Because um, one of the things that also makes Binance extremely attractive is that, is that they, they don't really have a headquarters. Um, and they're essentially... CZ has it structured. He's talked about it. He's kind of bragged about it to where um, they, they're effectively in maritime almost like it's like a money version of pirate, like piracy laws, like the, where like there's, they, they, because they don't have a home in one jurisdiction, nobody really has jurisdictional power over them. So they're effective. They're, they, they like to think that they're untouchable. And I've, I'm really starting to think that uh, somebody has it. One or multiple groups seem to have enough um, enough ammunition to the think that where they can they can at least go after CZ and Binance to the point of scaring them enough to jar some of this stuff loose, or they're trying to just scare them to the point of making mistakes to where they get an opportunity to really like bring them down. So, I mean, Binance we all know is like the uh, well, safety and likes to say Ethereum is the mother asshole from which all shit coins, you know, spew from. But Binance is like the the Petri dish where they go to really, really grow into something that's disgusting.
are they and, and and I completely agree with you. And but the question is, are they really actually concerned about stopping fraud or are they really no. concerned about money, power, politics? Because they put up with FTX for a very long time. They didn't say anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and then they they took all those donations, you know, happily. Right. Oh, so, and, and now now they're trying to now they're trying to call back all those donations and threatening to sue the politicians that don't like, send the money. And back. then the politicians are like, no, pound sand. Like, dude, it is <laughs> I think this is money, power, politics. Yeah, Anyways, I agree. Opti, it's all you, brother. Let's get to the culture. Let's do this. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, guys. So I'm here with my boy, Mike. And me and Mike have these conversations like consistently on air, off air, in spaces. And it's really, I, I don't I don't even know where I want to start with this one today, but I have uh, Mike's Substack over here, drdoom.substack.com. I highly recommend everyone go read all the stuff he writes. I try to catch up with everything he writes because I love I love uh, not only his take, but the fact. What do, what do you always tell me about writing? Uh, get it in words so that you can always reference it in, in the future. Put it down in text so that you have something to judge how you were thinking. Um, because, yeah, obviously it's great to have receipts for if you're wrong uh and to brag a little bit um but what's really useful is or ha to have receipts if you're right and to brag a little bit you not a whole lot of people brag about being wrong but um <laughs> if you're wrong it gives you like you, you as long as you effectively write out like the thought processes and the justifications for why you think in a particular way you can go back and see where you were wrong correct it for the future and then improve it going forward i think i think everybody should Maybe maybe not everybody needs a Substack, but I think you guys should all be writing about what it is that you're thinking, and just it's it also really really helps just organize your thoughts, and then you can have conversations like we like to have that are extremely nuanced, complicated, and very intermingled. You can keep track of like where you're trying to like take things and all that stuff. Let's go. All right. Well, I pulled up one of your articles, and the first one is obviously. It's Monday. We got to give him some hopium. So, Mike, <laughs> this one is titled You're Not Bullish Enough on Bitcoin. And I think this is something we talk about consistently is how bearish Bitcoiners really are out there. So you don't necessarily have to talk about this article, but more on your thoughts behind why you wrote this article. No, let's let's talk about the article, because right, a lot bet. of people a lot of people are bearish on Bitcoin because of the price action. You guys need to like throw like stop checking price. Like literally, there's so much better you could do with your time. Like and your energy and your attention stop looking at the damn chart because it's not good and it's going to take a while for it to look good anyway so just forget about it go do some deadlifts maybe eat some <laughs> steak go on some dates like read some books there's a lot of better things to do but the the really the real re, the reason that i wrote this article is i put it in the subtitle is the civil infrastructure benefits of bitcoin mining so like we were talking about the whole energy relationship with like oil and gas and nuclear power producers and all this other stuff. But one thing that um, a lot of people need to understand is that when it comes to upgrading infrastructure for the energy grid for like that we're all using right now to like to watch, listen and partake in this conversation. Um, 
in order to upgrade that infrastructure, there's there's a very delicate dance that has to happen. Like demand has to go up, but it has to be allowed to go up as far as infrastructure with like power lines, like the distribution systems, the the different energy regulators, like the ISO, MISO, ERCOT, those guys. They all have to manage this very delicate dance of like, okay, demand's going up. We need to also increase supply fast enough in order to be able to, you know, so like support demand without that demand getting so high where it fries like the power lines because power lines are graded to a particular amount of energy being able to pass or electricity to pass through them. But at the same time, you don't want to, you don't want to expand that capability too far to where it allows the the supply of electricity to dilute to the sense of where you're having rolling blackouts. So that like you have to be, you have to be, it has to be a very like very like marginal and managed step function, right? Now, where what Bitcoin is allowing is because it ha, it is just a, an energy supply and energy demand suck. Like it's just a black hole for energy and electricity generation. You can use it, like so. For example, a new a new power, nuclear power plant is going up. You put Bitcoin miners there to provide energy um, energy demand, electricity demand, to produce a revenue for that nuclear power plant. And that doesn't that power plant doesn't necessarily have to be immediately tied to the grid in order to start gaining revenue. And you can use the Bitcoin miners to provide some marginal revenue, whether you want that that uh, that energy operation the generation operation to run at 90 percent capacity or 40 percent capacity it doesn't matter and you can do that up until the point of like if you for example if you needed to like have time to build out connecting infrastructure to the grid you can do that while the miners are keeping the the operation running and to this point also is it allows for the demand to just perpetually go up as high as you want it and if you have demand to go up as high as you want it then you can use that to effectively build out infrastructure as far as you want to take it. So if your infrastructure is going as far as you want, you can effectively allow for city and municipal and national energy infrastructure to actually outpace the demand of the, of the grid itself to the point of where the way I see it, you could get to the point where you upgrade infrastructure so far to effectively get to the point of where blackouts are just a thing of the past. Now, maybe that's a little like, you know, Fugazi or, or dreamy of me. But like if you get to that point to, and it, sh it should by relation also drop the cost of electricity for like the average consumer, like then we're looking at a world that is very, very like almost polar opposite from where we are now. And you get to that world to the point of where electricity is super cheap. Then you can use these high potency new um, like power generators like nuclear power plants then you can use that and go basically full Tony Stark and start trying to synthesize higher end like materials that maybe we haven't even discovered yet because you need such high energy inputs in order to get there. And like then we're talking about like a real future. We're not like we're not in this situation where everybody's freaking out because electricity is so costly. You can't afford to like really like, you know, go out and get some quality steak and food and everything. That's 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 the excitement of that article. That's what everybody should be looking at. Price is cool and all. But that relationship changes the world entirely. That's why you should be bullish on Bitcoin. Generational bullish. wealth. Generational wealth is cool, but that that's what you guys should be thinking about. Let's go. Okay. This next one. This might be one of your more spicy takes. I'm pretty sure it was this article. Uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, it was on Friday when the news about uh, the Mississippi bill coming out. 
And you you titled this article, Bitcoin Will Fail at Destroying Fiat. And this is the idea that like if the US wants to uh if the US wants to maintain their power, then they are incentivized to not only adopt Bitcoin, but endorse Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining, and and uh everything that we're doing here. And I'm pretty sure this is the article that you wrote that in. So uh jump in on yep. that idea. And then I have one last one last topic that I know we're gonna get a little spicy on. So jump on this right. one and then we'll we'll move on. Let's do it. Um, and then shout out to Jedi. It looks like he's an optimist. Yeah, I've always been an optimist, Jedi. You know this. Um, but I like to focus on the doomy stuff so that we're all prepared for the doom when it gets here. Um, but so like what I was arguing with this is that because the US, like we have the majority of like the Bitcoin hodlers of the world, as far as like maybe not the majority as far as population goes, but the amount of Bitcoin that is being hodled is in the US. Um which which it would it would be like it would be like back in the uh back like immediately post world war II when we had basically a large amount of the world's gold because of the services we were providing to the rest of the world it would be like if we were to do that now but with bitcoin why wouldn't we use that to strengthen the US dollar and especially with like the geopolitics that's going on right now like what we're just going to let russia or china do it first like You'd have to be an idiot to do that. And you'd have to be a lazy idiot to do that because it doesn't take a whole lot of effort. Really, all it does is mean like it to Jason Lowry's point. It's like you just have to accept that you can't beat it, which is what like supposedly what he went and said to the, like the, the the office of the White House or whatever. Right. Um, but the, the point being, too, though, is that the one of the other reasons that Bitcoin won't succeed in necessarily destroying fiat, at least in the near term. Um, is that there's always going to be a market for debt. Like as Bitcoiners, as Bitcoin maximalists, as sound money advocates, I get it. Like you don't want to accept it, but that's a fact of reality. There's going to be people that do have assets. They do have capital that want to either take out debt or issue debt to pull forward capabilities into the now. That's always going to be here. Always. Because debt has been around for thousands of years. I think what was the first fiat currency was like the the Sing or the Xing dynasty in China. And then they got taken over by the Mongols and they destroyed it or whatever. Um, but it's always, it, it, it's been here. It's always going to be here. People are like, it's going to swing like this. And Opti, you and I have had this conversation multiple times. Reality, all like, especially human realities. We always take things to the extreme and then we swing right back the other way and take it to the opposite extreme. And then the whole chart of progress is just like as the swings are extremes, right? Going from left to right, the whole chart of progress is this like nice smoothed out line in between all of it. So guys, debt's not going away. Um, maybe you should accept it. I think you probably should because then it's going to like help control like your, your stress, anxiety, and you're not going to be angry all the time, which is not healthy. Um, but the like I and I've been arguing this for like probably two years now. The U.S. is go absolutely going to co-opt Bitcoin. They have to. We've all talked about the geopolitics and the strategy and the game theory. It's an inevitability. Um, whether and the the reason that they have to is either like maybe Russia does do it first, but the U.S. is going to follow suit to prevent like all of that monetary premium being from being sucked from the U.S. overseas to Russia. Like and and that's and that's a game that's a that's a timeline that is in the matter of years and decades, guys. It's not like weeks or months. So, again, like I've said it with hyper Bitcoinization and the whole adoption curve, expect this to take a very long time because it will, and it's also going to take a very long time because it takes a long time for people to change their minds. 
because people are very reluctant to admit that they were wrong. And that that usually requires a significant amount of pain and discomfort in order to push them to that extreme. Love it, bro. Yeah. All right. Uh, this last one, I actually I had another topic, but you kind of brought it up. And uh, this is something you and I talk about all the time. And you said, what did you just say? Something about like, stop being so angry on the internet. And uh, you and I have had these conversations of uh, having better messaging around Bitcoin and doing our best to explain to people the benefits of Bitcoin. And I forget how you frame it all the time, but you you go on and you have, a, I really love the way that you always talk about this, of, of framing Bitcoin in such a way. Whereas, uh, you know, you have a little more compassion instead of just like reeing and yelling at people and calling them <laughs> idiots. It's like, yo, guys, understand where we are, understand the person that you're trying to orange pill and we can get more Bitcoiners on board. So uh, jump in on orange, this. Orange pilling is fishing. You, 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 have to, you have to let them come to you. You can't just you like I'm sure you guys have tried it because I tried it when I first came to Bitcoin. Like you don't just like pull somebody off the street and just start screaming and spitting in their face saying, "Hey, Bitcoin is the future." They're not going to like you. They're not going to like the message that you're portraying because they don't like you because you're spitting in their face. So just don't do it. Like just 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 don't. And the funny thing is too is I learned uh, I actually had an interesting spaces interaction like a last week, like last weekend. Um I've been kind of on a mission for the last like nine months to a year of just like kind of like getting more involved in the legacy finance and FinTwit conversations um, because a lot of Bitcoiners are capable of having these conversations that not a whole lot of people are like really prepared for. Um, we, we have a capability of being much more effective marketers and PR um, individuals and bringing good things to the table but we have to be capable of letting the room come to the Bitcoin conversation on its own without forcing it because sorry guys, like this is another painful reality that a lot of us have to accept, but not a whole lot of people want to talk about Bitcoin. That's you're just going to have to accept that because like, guess what? 10 years ago, not a whole lot of people wanted to talk about fitness and working out and resistance training, especially CrossFit and look at what everybody is doing now. Like I went through all of this. Like I grew up with the whole vid, like the the rise of video games and Halo One and Two and like all the great stuff that people enjoy now. Nobody wanted to talk about that stuff when it first started. Nobody wanted to talk about it. It wasn't fun. It was nerdy. They didn't think it was cool. Whatever. Like you have to give time for the market to come to you. You can be the one that's like that's talking about all this stuff, but you have to put it in a way where it's not going to be off putting to somebody. So like what the the Twitter spaces that I brought up uh, last week was like all the guys that I interact with on FinTwit, they know. Yeah, I know. I know CrossFit sucks, dude. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the people, a lot of the Fin Twitters, um, like I'm like they know that I'm a Bitcoin guy. Like they they know that I'm a Bitcoin guy. All of them know that I enjoy Bitcoin, but it's because of the way I talk about it that they're that they enjoy having me as part of the conversation. So then you just you you just you you pick and choose your battles and you apply like some well-worded truths and facts around Bitcoin, and then you just leave it be and then they'll take it up and like people can't help but like pick up on some of these things. Like you leave a couple of crumbs on the ground, people are gonna follow. Um, and so what I did, what the interesting thing that I did is that like the topic of Bitcoin came up and it was me and one of my other buddies that also partakes in these conversations. And I was like, guys, look, I, I don't really want to talk about Bitcoin because like 
we have such great conversations around everything else around macroeconomics and geopolitics. And I know a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people don't enjoy hearing the conversation. So like we can, I like, I just think like we can talk about something else and guess what? They talked about Bitcoin for the next flipping half an hour, 45 minutes. And I didn't have to say anything. So like it's, and like, especially for the guys out there, because there's almost like no women that partake in these conversations, right? Like the guys and the young guys, it's it's just like with dating. Like you don't just like chase down women. Like the you get the most success with, with women is if you just have, you know, competent conversations with them and then they'll, they'll show you the signals that they're interested. And then you're, you're off to the races from there. Like Bitcoin is no different. Bitcoin is like dating. Like that's it. Wow, too much too much sauce way. for people, Mike. Uh, everyone <laughs> everyone in the stream doesn't have a girlfriend, so you know they've got to work on that one, anyways. <laughs> anyways, guys, I'm gonna jump into the meme review. Obviously, me and Mike can have this conversation for a while, and I think I, I might bring him back soon, and and we'll do a long form conversation on this. But if you like what Mike was saying, uh, go check out drdoom.substack.com. And Mike just kind of hit on something that I say all the time here. It's incepting the Bitcoin message, sowing the seeds of doubt, and then just being a shining example of being a good human. And this is how we get the biggest impact of our message. You don't have to go out there and beat people over the head with the message. Just give just give them the seeds, guys. Just give incept the idea and then go and live a good life, provide value, and people will come to the Bitcoin message on their own. And this is part of all of us learning how to get better at orange pilling. So I'm glad Mike came on today. But on that note, we'll bring him back because uh, I think I think Mike gave too much sauce and the people are going to have to digest it for the day. And uh, Good. We'll come you get back. more views. Exactly. And we'll come back. To, we'll come back and do a, a long form of the same conversation. But anyways, your favorite portion of the show, the meme review. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom, Rax. All right, guys, you already know. Uh, this is the meme review. This is your favorite portion of the show where you guys can send us memes and we will cover it live on the show as we tell you guys consistently tweet to the bullets, memes or the artillery as we showed you in the numbers today. It is our meme world and everyone is just living in it. They have their propagandists, their paid shills, and we have an army of autists out here with the truth on our side that continuously spread the Bitcoin signal. So drop your meme review score in the chat and I will cover it live. But before we go, I got to start with uh, a, a meme that was in our Telegram group. So go check out our Telegram group, t.me slash simply bitcoin i believe I'll, I'll i'll cover it at the end uh this is <laughs> this is by one of our regulars be long must and uh i absolutely love this because i grew up listening to classic rock as well and this one just hit me in the feels this morning and uh Ooh. we got this guy led zeppelin on his shirt and we got this other guy led zeppelin and the bitcoin logo on his shirt and we got this other guy acdc and it says shit coins on the back of his shirt and you can see that <laughs> we got the stairway to heaven and the highway to hell and we got the led zeppelin guy going 
We split we, we split ways here, man. So ACDC and the shit coins are on a highway to hell. And Bitcoin and Led Zeppelin is on a stairway to heaven. This is the way, boys and girls. Anyways, this next one. Shouts out to Alejandro BTC, Alejandro underscore BTC. And he goes, ignore the noise, buy Bitcoin. And we got this Bitcoiner here, you know, seeing over the wall. And the wall is literally the whole fiat world, whether it's EA, <laughs> Goldman Sachs, MasterCard, Google, Reuters, Bank of America, Washington Post, PayPal, Bloomberg, CNN, Netflix, Greenpeace, and everything else in the fiat world. And uh, we got this fiat maxi just staring into the wall <laughs> and not understanding that he is getting wrecked and can't see above the noise. Become a Bitcoiner, opt out of the madness, and buy Bitcoin. Save in Bitcoin. This is the way. Uh, this next one, shout out to Michael Saylor. Uh, I know you guys have all been falling for the current thing, the current PSYOP on Twitter. So I thought this was a fitting meme. Shouts out to having billionaires memeing with Bitcoiners on Twitter. And so Sailor goes, don't give the space aliens your Bitcoin. And we got this. <laughs> it looks like the AI generated art. And it's uh, some space aliens discovering Bitcoin and trying. Trying to take your Bitcoin. Do not sell your Bitcoin to the aliens. Huddle through the madness and don't fall for the current thing and the current psyop. Come on, guys. Come on. All right. This next one shouts out to the BTC therapist on Twitter. And he goes, Fiat will die and Bitcoin will survive. And we got That's this picture here. And I, yeah. And That's I felt this one. This one's a really good one. So we got, a, we got a Bitcoiner here and he's got a battery pack on his back and it's almost fully charged charge and he gives one of the bars to this fiat maxi and he goes it's going to save you and the fiat maxi goes what is it and his battery <laughs> is just completely drained and it is bitcoin bitcoin will give you the energy it will be the foundation for you to build on so that you can usher in a whole new era and not get robbed on the fiat standard guys it, it it's what's the what's the other meme bitcoin is the escape hatch like bitcoin is the escape out of the great fiat titanic and uh it gives you life guys i know you guys have all felt it as well it's probably energized you to stack to build something to be more optimistic and look out into your future and realize hey there is hope out there it is bitcoin anyways this next one shouts out to maxi's club and it's just 167 he didn't even put anything <laughs> in there it's just this is the meme all right and he goes i have enough bitcoin and then we got a little devil on the one hand it goes buy more and then we got a little angel on the other shoulder and goes buy more it's the same message you do not have enough bitcoin you need to save as much as humanly possible in bitcoin what are you doing sitting in a chair LARPing. I'm sitting in a chair. Anyways, as Satoshi Maggie, <laughs> he goes, one BTC equals one BTC. And we got this shit corner NPC, Wojak, going, my crypto portfolio is down negative 89% with tears. And then we got the Chad Bitcoiner, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. This is one that you guys have all seen, but it it needs to get repeated, guys. The only number that matters is the sats under your control. Ride the hodl waves. Ride the roller coaster ride that is the Bitcoin cycles to the glory that is the future on the Bitcoin standard. So make sure you make it over the meat sack with your sats under your control. And then yesterday, or this one was what, February 10th, when uh, Gensler, when, I think this is Friday. Yeah, it was definitely Friday when we broke the news about Gensler hitting Kraken with a $330 million fine. Uh, we got this good meme by, by Bitcoinator on Twitter. And uh, 
as we've been seeing on Twitter, all the shit coiners' minds are exploding, and a lot of people are realizing that they may have made a bad mistake by going into shitcoin land and not staying humble and stacking sets and not taking Bitcoin into self-custody and putting their whole life savings onto a staked shitcoin. Anyway, we got uh, we got this Ethereum here looking at his ultrasound stack money bubble, and then we got the SEC grabbing him from behind as the bubble wow. burst. <laughs> guys, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here because you guys are all Bitcoiners, and we know this to be true, but it, it's amazing that more people are finding themselves in this situation where uh, they're about to get wrecked. So take your Bitcoin into self-custody. Avoid the shitcoin games. Get some popcorn on the side and watch the fireworks. Hey, the only investment that you might be wanting to own right now besides Bitcoin is popcorn stocks because it is about to go up as we all watch the fireworks happen in real time. All right. Anyways, guys, drop your meme review score chat (laughs) or meme review score in the chat and uh, we'll cover it live. In the meantime, uh, my meme review score today is this light. My brother gave it to me. It's so that I can work on my car and and basically send him videos so he can tell me what's wrong with my car. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's a nice little light. Nice. It's it's multiple multiple angled. You know, (laughs) it's very handy. Very handy. All right, Mike, what's the score? Um, I think my score. I went. I had to grab some things. I don't really. The only thing I have on my desk is uh, post-it notes, and I don't think that would be a good meme review score. Hey, um, whatever. I got my. I got my deployment coin. Oh, yeah. So that's something a little, a little new for the. Uh, Interesting. For the it's all the units that we deployed with. Yeah. Wow, I've never seen one something. Of those. I'm something I'm pretty proud of. So that, that I figure that'd be a decent meme. meme that's score that's actually an awesome score. I think this is a simply Bitcoin exclusive. Anyways, guys, as you drop your meme review score in the chat and we cover them, go check out Represent Ltd.com. I am wearing the hoodie. Mike is wearing uh, a hoodie as well. He's on brand. He's got the Simply Bitcoin theme merch. So you can use a promo code Simply Dash Bitcoin, all caps. Get yourself some of the merch. Get yourself, I believe, it's a ten percent discount off on all the merch. Go spread the Bitcoin signal. See if it starts any conversations. I have yet to have anyone ask me about my Bitcoin hat, but hey, maybe in time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me see. Let me get some of these meme reviews. Next, next bull run. Next yeah, bull next bull run. Bull. Exactly. Once it starts pumping. Once it starts pumping, we'll uh we'll get we'll get some some looks. Okay, hold on. Let me try to get to the top of this. I think this is the first one. Shouts out to Jedi. He goes, I give that meme three episodes of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> okay. All right. This next one, Justin Orkney. He goes, I give the memes one Opti Hobart with the hoodie down. Hey, let's go. Okay. This next one, Igor. He goes, I give those memes some Linux distro hopping. Okay. Oker. All right. Let's go. The P-Man van. He goes, I give those memes orange pilling people with patience and Opti love. Super clean one today. <laughs> Okay, okay. I uh, love it. Actually, this is the way. This is actually the way. Oh, oh, look who's back. <laughs> look who's back. Okay, Rave Elevator. I give the memes one <laughs> late night visit from the men in black. Oof. Uh, let's ho- wait. Hold on. You don't remember. Uh. What just happened? <laughs> what just I just happened? brainwashed. I just, I just sweeped your mind. Okay, Global Nonsense. I give these... 
Yeah, exactly. I give these memes the last slice of my birthday cake. Wow. You wow. still eat you still eat cake. Look at you. You have not fallen for the Bitcoin Twitter psyops. Okay, lol. I rate this meme. Every first date's topics needs to be about Bitcoin or ancient civilization, or I'm not interested. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, here. We'll do a few more. Mr. Robot, rate the memes one chilled shot of tequila. If you know, you know. Oh, I think I know. It's All right, this on a Monday, dude. <laughs> hey, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Okay. Uh, Opti's neglected IRS tax agent Beth B. Chucked. Okay. <laughs> Scores. Sometimes a gilf really does want to have lunch date at the local IRS bureau with Opti and not talk about unpaid taxes. <laughs> Dude, throw me under the bus. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin for Canadians. Nico, hit the buzzer whenever you're ready. <laughs> I give those memes the big bag of weed Cal Penny still smoking from Harold and Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right all right all right thank you guys appreciate it all right everybody uh all hell breaks loose when nico disappears for a moment let's oh, go man. something came up something came up i'm fast on my feet though anyways everybody before <laughs> you drop a note did did we do represent yeah we did represent already okay all right so it's the last portion uh it's yeah, there I got you go. Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. It's over there. It's absolutely free. Go to <laughs> www.t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. Also, check out Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. It's the written version of this show. Let's drop in the Simply Bitcoin signal. Anyways, check it out. Guys, we love you all. I want to give a, show, a special shout out to our awesome guest, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. Appreciate it. What are you working on nowadays? Um, I'm working on actually putting together because... Um, I've noticed particularly in the Bitcoin community, it's a lot of men, obviously, and a lot of young men. And there's a lot of focus on fitness and stuff like that. So I was actually, I'm actually putting together a couple different like workout programs and stuff like that that I can put out there. And especially literature on like health and hydration and food intelligence, because I've been doing so much work with uh, Beef Initiative. So I was planning, I'm planning on putting that stuff out. Um, I'm going through the paces of learning how to like make a company. So. And I'm not a natural entrepreneur, which is a massive pain in the ass. Um, so I'm working on doing that. And then uh, I've got quite a few other writing projects I'm going to be putting out through my Substack. So that's basically oh, yeah. it right now. Awesome. Check them out. Everybody, you can find Mike. We, we, we have his Twitter handle on the screen for audio listeners, the Mike Hobart. So definitely give him a follow. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Guys, another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. If you like the episode, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. But the number one thing you could do to help this channel, help all Bitcoin content, is share this video. In fact, share all Bitcoin content. We will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. 